Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Tom Bernard Show with L.A. Nick. Alex Brant-Bernard Rasmussen. Andy Brant-Bernard. Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back. Kick off our two Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience, and working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Oh, rude. I did not realize this. But I'm married to Ray Charles. <laughs> oh my God! Your pupils are huge. The whole my family's pupils. here. My pupils are you gigantic. Give your hand to me. Yeah, that's right. The whole family's together. Whole family. Is your eye gonna fall out? No, Andy's wrong. I don't have a detached uh, retina. Yeah, I, guess, I guess it's your twin that was stuck in your eye. My what? Your twin. You had, twins. you had a twin. Absorbed and it was twin. Your body. You were seeing it Ah, uh, maybe. Could be. So what is it? I just have a very odd floater thing. 
Oh, they're I not always radar. they're not always little black specks. They can be like a little cobweb it's a or box something. Box elder bug. Oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a box elder Crawled bug. Crawled in my pupil. Oh my god, it's like, true. Well, she would have found it because she was looking in there a lot. A box elder bug. I had really bad <laughs> floaters with when I was pregnant with Fawn all the time, like hairs. Hairs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I never had any of that. I had that weird, like you think you see a mouse, like. You oh know, yeah, running You're like, around. Yeah. like there's nothing there. Yeah. Yep. And anyway, and she was also the uh, it was Dr. Tanya something. Oh, she was very good. very nice. And I uh, Whiting Clinic is phenomenal. When oh, I, is when, sometimes when I'm uh, trying to go to sleep, I see like lights like purple and blue. Uh-huh. Your aura. And I'm like, so do I have a brain it's another tumor? symptom of attached retina. No. <laughs> she said she said it's a casket. It's like it's something about your rods and cones. Uh, electrons are just overacting. You know, you know how when you look at on the internet, they've got you look at this flag and it's one color or mm-hmm. two colors, you and then you the look wall. at another one yeah. and yeah. then it's other colors. That's what's happening in yeah. my eye, mm. and I can see it. Do and she it? said she's she's been doing this for a long time. She's an eye doctor. I'm the first patient she's ever had that's mentioned that they have this, mm. and she has it too. I have it. You have that? Yeah. When you close your eyes and you see lights. You see, like, bright purple yeah. and bright blue? Yeah. I do not. You're I'm welcome. Right <laughs> and it's you. okay. You're not. I'm you not don't you. have a I brain tumor. I never figured I was. <laughs> I've, I've had that. I also get oh. the fireflies. Have you ever gotten those where it's like little fireflies flying around? That... Those are called phosphines. I don't have that. Phosphines. She said, she said the only time you need to worry about a detached retina is when you cover an eye. Mm-hmm. And you see and flashes of light. And the other eye, you see a curtain. Like there's a black spot, Ooh, or that's not good. That's and it, basically it, you what you described. You got to cover oh. an eye, though. Mm-hmm. She said there eye. was a blob. I got nothing. Well, I've had it where all of a <laughs> and sudden, and then the other eye, and then the other eye. Like all of a sudden, I can't see. It's I have that. You know how like somebody takes a picture with a flash, and yeah. all of a sudden you're like, yeah. you can't focus Big or baby. see. And it's that like, sounds like a migraine. Yes. Well, what oh. it's called? I didn't know what it was. Like I thought I was going blind one day. I'm like I can't see anything. It's called an ocular migraine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And had you those. don't. You don't. Ha- there's no pain involved. You don't have a headache or anything. I've so, had one of those before. I've I remember, like, I was playing a times. game, and as the game went on, I was having a harder and harder time reading the text, and I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Is something wrong with my TV? <laughs> That's the first thing that I noticed, like, when I'm trying to type on my phone, and I'm like, the letters, look weird. Yeah, you can't focus your no. eyes at all. That it's, I haven't ugh. had. I had that when I woke up in the morning, and my eyes wouldn't focus for a couple hours, and I went to the doctor, mm. and he said it was dry eyes. They gave me drops, and... Oh. Instantly fixed it. My eyes have been super dry today, and I've been like, "Don't go out of focus." We go dry. to we go to school on Wednesday mornings, and the room that we go in is like white. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking at everybody, and I was like, "I can't yeah, focus can't on focus anybody," on and yeah, it's so white face. and weird. Yeah, yeah. so that's an ocular dry. migraine. No, that's dry. Eyes. That's dry eyes. Oh, yeah. your eyes are so dry that they can't move. They like, go out of focus. Like yeah. stone oh. on stone, they're like. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, no eye like. surgery necessary. That's awesome. That's good. Yay. No because brain surgery necessary. Retinal detachment <laughs> well, surgery is not Tom fun. Tom looks disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we wanted to see your twin. Yeah, he's been telling me I'm insane for so long. Then. Well, it's, it's only 37 years. Oh, you're it's all, that you're all insane. <laughs> the, whole, yeah. the whole family's insane. Yeah, well. a little bit. <laughs> what? <laughs> a little bit. God, I'm sitting over here. You guys got all these maladies, and all that happens to me is people hit me up for money or sue me. So I'm in pretty good shape comparatively. Mm. You've had your eye things. I've had eye things. Have you had, had eye things? 
Yeah, he yes, had surgery right. last yeah, year. Surgery, How yeah. was that? Easy. So my, my doctor said I have, I have the beginning stages That's, of cataracts. If you're, if, can I have yeah. it taken out now? Uh, there's no reason Technically, to. Technically, you can, but there's yeah. no real reason to. Though. Technically, you could just have your lens replaced whenever you want. Well, but. wouldn't it be better to <laughs> do it while you're younger? I would so, Instead of when you're older. Well, that's a good question because it doesn't seem like they do it until they it right. starts so it starts affecting your eyesight. Right. I'd rather have it done now. The, what, 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 well, were, what are the symptoms, Tom, of a cataract? You had them removed. La- you can't see color as well. Yeah, cloudy your vision. Yeah. And, and you get a purple tint over your eyes. Purple. Mine was brown. Brown. Yeah. I had a brown tint over yeah. my eyes. Uh, that you see, nobody else sees. No, yeah, nobody everybody else can see. see. Oh, really? Well, it's yeah. like when you look at Bella's eyes. My eyes are changing. Cloudy. Yeah. My eyes are changing color. Oh, I can't decide if purple. I should give her cataract surgery. Dogs, you can do that, but it's expensive. It's more expensive to give a dog cataract surgery than a human. Yeah. Yeah. And it's your high risk. That's her very... I know, when she's old. It's high risk putting and dogs she's, under that. Her thing. vision is fine, yeah. except at night. She she's can see ni- all right. Yeah. She's so night blind. Well, she yep. doesn't seem to mind. I, from what I understand, cataracts just keep getting worse, though. Yeah. Yes. It's all from sun damage. Yeah, it is. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. 100%. 100%. And I wear sunglasses like a maniac. I mean, 100% I, sun damage. I'm going to leave early because Joe from Louisville wants me to borrow him $20,000. Borrow, <laughs> borrow him? That's what they say. Borrow, borrow me, me a dollar. Borrow me a dollar. I used to say that when I was a kid. I think yeah. that's like borrow a German. A it, is. it is a German thing. Yeah. I've never heard that. Borrow, borrow and lend me. is the same yeah. thing in German. Yeah. Borrow me a dollar. That's where that came from. Uh Sounds really hicky now that we say yeah, it. Sure we say it. Oh, it's, it's very hicky. Total, total Kentucky. <laughs> okay. Half of people have cataracts by the age of 80. That's less than I expected. Half, yeah. yeah, I would have thought. Oh, I thought everybody half. got cataracts. Well, I have it right now, the beginning stages, she said. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah, the thing about that is they just replace the entire lens, so there's no, it doesn't matter when you get it done. Because I went in there, they said I had 20-20 vision. I'm like, well, how yeah, come I, I can't see vision. crap? <laughs> <laughs> how come I can't see anything? I will that. say about whiting, somebody on my Facebook just yesterday was like, has anybody had LASIK done at whiting clinic? And like 10 people were like, yes, it was amazing. They were great. They're very nice over there. They are great. So. Dr. David Whiting. Did you see? Did you see David? No. Mm-mm. He's sitting around his ass doing nothing, I suppose. Maybe, Typical. maybe it's a surgery day. That. Does he do this? He does the surgeries. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've known him for what, like thirty years. Yeah, yeah. he probably does like twenty a day. He's done oh. over a hundred thousand. I know that. He probably does about twenty yeah. surgeries. Yeah, a day. Yeah, it's really quick. I am horrified of LASIK surgery. Yeah, no, it's not a big deal. At horrified. All. I remember like a big deal the at first all. time no. Tom had it. No, it was that was kind of a newer thing. No. Yeah. And yeah. you had always hated wearing glasses, and you yes. had you had really bad vision. Yeah, very bad vision. It was and very bad. I brought him in there, and it was you know it was kind of a thing back then. Like, now it's lift, like nothing. You cut your eye open and I, lift I know, the flap. It just and makes me want to throw up thinking about it. Oh, but God, it's I nothing. was sitting in the waiting room, I and I heard him. They said, "So how's your vision now?" And he said, "I can see the hands on the clock and the." In the hallway. I haven't been able to see like this since I've been five years old. That's this true. is awesome. And yeah, I mean, that was, and he was in there for maybe his 15 voice, his minutes. His voice went off that high. Wow. <laughs> you know what else happened? <laughs> Look at that. Clock. It was the auctioneer God. from last night's event. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, let's not be too mean. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, there was an auctioneer last night at this event, and his voice was squeaky. It was mega high. I, 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 know who I sold it to you. Yeah. That's I what he ended every auction with. Yeah, I mean, that's literally how he 
$50. Does anybody have $50? I did not. Uh, 100% yeah. how he sounded. He, he was it. like a Warner Brothers cartoon yeah. voice. Yes, yes. He, he walked up there and they were like, over. yeah, and they were like, our auctioneer. And I thought he was kidding at first. Like, just kidding. I don't sound like you that. Know, the no, biggest, the biggest auctioneer in Minnesota, all those big events, used to be Karen Serbo. And she picked up and she made so much money that she moved to Nicaragua. And then Nicaragua, Nicaragua. fell. Everybody was moving Nicaragua because it, it lost its drug trade. And it, became the, it became the, the new Costa Rica. Oh. So a lot of people from Los Angeles and people from here moved there and bought land because you could buy oceanfront property. But now it all went bad. Oh. It all oh, went yeah. bad. It's, in, yeah. it's a very unstable country now. And, and yeah. now see, everybody has to leave because you get killed. Well, that's what happens when you get cheap oceanfront property. <laughs> I tell You're going to get killed. Because I know people that have purchased houses in places like Mexico, and I said, you're not going to have that house forever. Nope. It's not, they are going to take it back from you, and I hope you can get used I tell to you, that. it's sad what's happening in Mexico right now. Really I know, it's like, horrible. Like, Acapulco's gone. You can't go to Acapulco anymore. It's, just, it's done. Yeah. And you know what? I hate to say it, but Cabo is following it. Cabo it is, is a lot yeah. of problems in Cabo really? right now. A yep. lot. What? Deaths, people getting killed. They they just put people's heads on cactuses right, oh at, the, my right at the marina. God. At the marina, mm, that's yep. like tourist yep. central. They put heads on the oh cactuses. Oh my god! So it, it's things. Once they once they arrested El Chapo, they created a vacuum for all these yeah. wannabe people to be yeah, in that's control. True, yeah. And it's just a big war going it's, on. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to shoot you, but you could get caught in crossfire. Yeah. They're no, not looking true. to kill you. you I, I know. It's like people you. go down there and they're like, I stay in my condo and I stay at the bar by the... It's <laughs> like, why, why would you want to go down there? Yeah. One thing you I can have, be anywhere. One but. thing I do have to give the Mexican gangs, though, I do have to give them this. <laughs> Props. When they kill... Yeah. <laughs> they know they, how to murder. Anyone they kill, and this is fact, anyone, anyone they kill, they leave a note pinned to their chest why they were killed. Oh. Really? I have to give them that. <clears throat> Looked at me funny on the street. They they do. They leave a note saying that they stole something or they, they leave a reason. Every um, single and, reason. And I'm sure it's killed. a just reason at all times. I have a question for Most you. Most of them, you know, it's bad stuff they did. I have a question for you guys. I've been thinking about this the last few days. Um, when you imitate somebody else's accent, is that racist? No. no. If you're doing it... Well, it depends. If, if you're doing it to make fun of their well, ethnicity, But it's not probably. racist. Even then, it's not racist. That's not racist. Uh, I don't know. Do we it could be it racially it, insensitive. It depends the context of, this, of the conversation. I, I think it does. Well, yeah. Are, are, you, are you saying Mexicans are like... Or are you saying my friend Juan is like... Because it's very different. Well, yeah. the, re- the reason it came up is Larry the Cable Guy. And it's very funny the way he put it. Said, hey, yeah, that's the door for Halloween. It was unbelievable. Everything was going really, really well. But then this Asian kid came to my door, Uh-oh. and he uh, was asking, "Hey, what are you dressed at?" And I couldn't tell either he's a pilot or a pirate. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's funny. Oh yeah, it's not racist. It's funny, but it's not racist. That is, I'd say that was racially insensitive. It's one of those racially things that because he's famous, it's going to always is, be yeah. construed is Larry as the racist. Cable guy still, yeah. still a thing? What was that? Is Larry the Cable Guy still a thing? Sure. He's making about Absolutely. nineteen million a year, so he's doing pretty still well. Still a thing. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the whole Chris, the Christmas Story movie when they have to go eat at the Chinese. Yeah, yeah, because they can't say it's not racist. Seriously. <clears throat> I have people imitating my voice all the time. I don't think it's because they're just racist. Well, you're, you're 
You're, you're, the, pr- you're the problem I'm with nuts. America. You have white male <laughs> privilege. Oh, that's right. I'm a white man. I'm a white man. You have white male privilege. There's nothing that you can do that's right. All right, on an up note to end this segment, Andy, look up the name D-O-R-C-A-S and tell me what it means. D-O-R-C-A-S. Dorcas? Dorcas. Dorcas was a disciple of... I am cold. Jesus. Dorcas was a disciple of Jesus? Dorcas. Dorcas was a neighbor of mine. It's it's Greek. Well, the creator of a Thanksgiving staple is dead at 92.5. Dorcas Riley. What did Dorcas Riley invent? Pumpkin pie. Nope. Uh, Cranberry sauce. No. I absolutely hate it. Cranberry sauce. What? Stuffing. You love stuffing. Cranberry sauce. Candy yams. Nope. Oh, the, the... Marshmallow thing on nope. top of 1955. She invented something for Thanksgiving. Oh. Green bean casserole. You got it. Uh, Green bean casserole. Exactly. Oh, I know it. And you hate that? Oh, I hate oh it, it looks like somebody Ugh. already Ugh. ate it once already. <laughs> it's it's like horrible. Like it. I mean, you can make green bean casserole well, yeah, but like not. It. Yeah, how green bean it's comfort food. Most people make it. It's it does small. look like something that I'm allergic to. I'm allergic to grass and It is comfort food, though. This I is really sad. It. Dorcas I think it's is really cute. Too many onions most of the time. 92 years old, she was cute as hell, and now she died, unfortunately. Weren't we all cute at 92? Oh, my. See, look at that. <laughs> Ish. I know. It looks like somebody already ate it and put it in a dish. Yeah, I like it. For Thanksgiving, I always get green beans and I saute almonds yep. with some garlic, yeah, salt, like and butter. <laughs> and it's delicious and Thanks. it's simple. Thanks so much for oh, that. I don't, I don't like nuts in my food. And the best Good part is it only looks... 30 seconds it, The presentation Anything of it looks a lot cooked, better. No fruit, no nuts. Oh, come on. you got to love no almonds. No fruit, no nuts. Only brownies. Oh, I love brownies. Walnut brownies? Oh, brownies and brownies. Yes. Yeah. I haven't had a, a brownie in a long time. But any kind of cooked meal, I don't want nuts or fruit in it. Hmm. I'll take it all. I like it all. <laughs> we shall be back in just a couple of seconds. I'm just looking at uh, McDonald's. Uh, Their stock is way up. You know why McDonald's stock is way up? Because I didn't invest. McDonald's, <laughs> McDonald's new breakfast sandwiches have a lot more meat, and it drove their stock price through the roof. Oh, Isn't go. that phenomenal? Extra meat. No. Meat raffle. Or a meat raffle. I won, the, I won the meat raffle house two Did weeks you? ago. Yeah, three times in a row. It was the first three times in a row winner. Is anybody playing? Yeah. <laughs> just you? The only one. Really? Packed you just house. showed up? Wow. I don't... They made me wear that little piggy hat. <laughs> we will be back, Tom Bernard Show. It's Tom here to tell you how easy it was for me to hit my goal of a 92.5-pound weight loss at Nutrimost Twin Cities in Plymouth with their weight loss plan. I started in March, and in just over five months, I learned about clean eating, and I now know the foods that work for me and the weight gain trigger foods, very important. I'm now in the reset phase and then on to the Nutrimost Forever Maintenance Program, which I'll be talking about more in the weeks to come. Find out how to have success losing weight like I did. Attend the Nutrimost Twin Cities in Plymouth free informational dinner on Monday, October 15th, 6.30 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Those extra pounds melt away really fast with this easy program. Nutrimost Twin Cities in Plymouth will guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. Nutrimost helped me change my life, and they can help you too. Register for the Nutrimost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on October 15th, just call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. 
a program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the guaranteed offer program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. I have to read this story as we go into segment two of hour two because people, some people get mad at me because I do point out that 70% of people on earth are morons. So 70% of the people are mad at you. Yeah, I think 77%. it's 77%. It might be 77% of people are morons. And I looked here, it up one time. Uh-huh. There are like 5 million or so people in America with an IQ under 80. That's correct. And Think of like eight, 5 million. But did they, are they like, do, do they have Down syndrome? Is there they're no. just, they they're just nope. that they stupid. Idiocy. Yeah. Idiocy is a real thing. stupid. You know? Yeah, and they're they're going around, they're driving, they're voting, they're oh. handling guns and knives, you know, five million of them. Okay. Yeah, idiocy is a real disease, a real thing. 70% of the, uh, the people on earth cannot think beyond the level of a 12-year-old. That's frightening. That is very That's terrifying. Frightening. At least I'm at 16 years old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, here you go. Here's an example of what we're talking about. Eek. They're either the world's most accommodating criminals, the greediest, the most optimistic, or the dumbest people on earth, or maybe all of the above. The BBC reports on 15 tense minutes Saturday for a Belgian e-cigarette shop owner, identified simply as Didier, when a half dozen wannabe armed robbers, six of them, wannabe armed, you know this story? No. Wannabe. Wannabe armed robbers showed up mid-afternoon at a store outside uh, Charleroi, or Charleroi, I don't know how they pronounce that. I told them clearly that 3 p.m. is not the best time to hold up a store, Didier tells RTL via CNN. Instead, he managed to stammer out. If they came back later on, he'd probably have more euros to hand over. So they agreed. <laughs> uh, that was a good idea. And uh, left the, the cops didn't buy Didier's story that suspects would actually return. But they did. They returned once again at 5.30. And he said, oh, I'd have more money at 6.30. Oh, my God. They came back again at 6.30 and were arrested. Wow. <laughs> they came back. Three times. Profits are up. Come back times. later. Three times. Wow. Unbelievable. They came back. And what the country was this? He should have told uh, them to wear Belgium. dunce hats when they came back. Belgium. Yeah, it's unbelievable. They, he, oh, no, 3 o'clock's not good. Come back at 5.30. Oh, you know, 5.30. I think it's 6.30 you have more money. Well, so they come back, and there are cops it, everywhere. you got to think that the majority of criminals are dumb. Yeah, they're not holding well, up an e-cig shot because they're, you know, yeah. their true. flying machine didn't pan out. Or well, they're, they're real smart criminals you never hear about. Exactly. And i got to show you. they if, got away with it. Well, yeah, <laughs> if they were smart, we wouldn't be talking about them right, right. now. because or, or it took 10 years to bring them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
There is a guy, and this guy said, can we come in yet? Nah! I can't oh. see. It's too blurry in my eyes. I can see it. That guy's got a ski mask on, mm-hmm. and he's peeking in, and he said, can we come in yet? What? Oh, can God. we rob you yet? Can we rob you yet? Oh, my God. This is who we're dealing with, folks, and Yikes. it's going to get worse and worse. Mm. Uh, we got to do something about this because this. Good luck. Uh, yeah, know. about stupid people. Yeah, what do you do that, about that? That guy probably has 45 children. He probably does. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He probably does. He's spreading the dunce hat everywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, something like that. I, I can't. Come on back. Oh, no, you know, I'm still not ready. Come back again. <laughs> Unbelievable. Because he never thought they were going to come well, back. The thing, the thing is, is, is if you call the cops and you say they're going to be back here at 630, they may or may not show up. But that's know? Yeah, but that's why he did it. Because three, he didn't think they were going to come back at 530, but they did. So then he said, well, come back in another hour. And then he called the cops, and they came over and arrested him. It's unbelievable. It's just psychotic. The thing, though, is what's worrying is, I mean, to try to negotiate or do something like that with them, they might come back with a gun and just shoot you for fun. I mean, you just don't know. Well, Possibly. I don't think in Belgium they would do that, but maybe in America. I'll tell you this, it's very, very disturbing that uh, explosive devices were addressed to Hillary Clinton, the Obama family, to CNN, and now they're saying other people as well. Soros. Soros got one. Oh, Soros got one. I think they all did it themselves. That's what some people are saying. I think so. That this is all a setup. I think it's all hoax. It is interesting that all these explosive devices were sent, but none of them blew up and no one got hurt. That is kind of strange. It's a stunt. Well, just like this whole migration chain thing. That's a stunt. And I guess they've done that before. Migration chain? Yeah, it happened last year. Yeah. They've done this before. It's been a, a political stunt yeah. for a long time. I don't know what time. that is. They're paying a bunch oh, of people there's... from Honduras to go and say they're going to break through Mexico and walk up to the walk right. into America and take, not and take the border. Yeah, they're not oh, going to put up not with not happen. being able to come into America illegally. Mm. No, sorry, you can't come and, in. Guatemala doesn't even have. There's not a big problem in Guatemala, right? Yeah, it's pretty crappy. Oh, I thought I thought they Honduras were, and Guatemala is pretty bad. I thought Guatemala wasn't so bad. Yeah, if you're used to living in fourth, fifth world country. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying. Fifth world. Yeah, I'm, really I'm just saying that there's no reason the to be seeking world. political asylum from no, Guatemala. No, it's just very poor. Guatemala yeah. is the third least advanced country in South America. Yeah, but there's not so. like there's not people being murdered in the streets right now, and people are trying not to like flee. Not like Honduras. Not like Honduras. Right. Honduras is awful. Yeah. 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 So we got uh, people sending bombs to uh, Democrats, and then we got uh, white supremacist whose wife is suing him for divorce because uh, he uh, abused her, and he actually said, the only language women understand is violence. (laughs) He actually said that to her. Oh, boy. Like, good God. Sad. What the hell is wrong with this rot? Seriously. People are nut jobs. They man. really are <laughs> the, nut jobs. the craziest I can ever remember. Oh, my God. There are God. 7 billion people on Earth. You're going to find someone who will say anything. That's No true. matter what viewpoint yeah, you can probably. think yeah. of, it's out there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Could everybody How just come so many of them ended up in places like Florida, though? Florida, they're all down in Florida. <laughs> oh, no. well, Florida yeah. has no, like, um, I tell you, man. It Florida is an doesn't have any spot. privacy laws for people who get arrested. So that's why you hear so many stories from Florida's because if they're arrested, the uh, news can report on them. Is Whereas it, in other states, unless they've been convicted, you can't um, go into much right, detail. It's and yeah. did you look something up for me? 
you know, this Gillum, G-I-L-L-A-M, that's running for governor in Florida? The FBI investigated him, and I don't know why. Is that the Hamilton tickets thing? Who's that? Some Somebody just got popped because apparently an FBI agent got some political guy Hamilton tickets. <laughs> and I'm what? Like, yeah, I'm like, what, why does anyone care about Andrew this? Gillum got Hamilton tickets from undercover FBI agents. There it is. That's weird. I mean, that's like the most who cares thing. I've yeah, but it's not the of. most who cares thing. You can't run for governor if you're a thief. Well, Although. How, maybe he didn't know he was an undercover <laughs> FBI. Oh, you mean like. Oh, he was buying scalp tickets? He was buying scalp oh, tickets. Is that what's going on? You can't run for governor if you're a lawbreaker. To me, I don't care about this. I can't tell exactly. I wouldn't say you're a horrible person because you bought scalp tickets. I've never bought scalp tickets in my life. It's legal in Minnesota. It is legal. Everything's legal in Minnesota. Which I think it should be because it ruins it it for people who want want to buy good seats. You can't because the scalpers buy them all. They buy them all. That's right. It's very, very true. Them, so, them and KQRS. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. So, are you going to move back to Florida if Gillum wins because he's going to raise the pro- the income tax from zero to ten percent, and the business taxes to forty percent? Everybody, pretty every, high. Everybody be done there. It will destroy the state. People if barely he does are that. making it there now. That's why I, it, even if he got elected, it's never going to happen. No. There is, they would, he would destroy the state of Florida. When the housing crashed, housing market crashed, people in Florida got hurt bad. The three, worst. Three, four, one, one. It, it was, just, it was, it was the hardest just hit. creeping back up. Yeah. The, Vegas and Florida got hit the worst. Yeah, Vegas and Florida. And yeah, I'll tell you, did. people lost millions of dollars. Yeah, they oh. did. Yeah, they sure did. Well, a couple I know people somebody, in the room that took a big hit on the house they sold down <laughs> in the 33411 area. Yeah, 33411, I believe, was the hardest hit zip code in, in America. In America, yeah, it yeah. was. Because of Madoff that's, and the... That's the West Palm Beach. Both yeah. of those together. Yep. I know somebody bought a million-dollar house, and they couldn't even sell it for 300000 Oh, well. that's very bad. Yeah. That's worse than us, even. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. Then I know somebody bought a million-dollar <laughs> million condo yes, yes. in... Oops, Pan- I said S-H-I-T. A, a million-dollar condo in Panoramic Towers right behind the Bellagio for $1 million. Oh, no. And they, they only could get $340,000 oh, for no, it. Oh, God. That's Next. not good, man. Uh, the housing market right now, they're saying, is looking not that great, I guess. Well, it always slows down this time of year. Yeah, well, every year. People start yeah, panicking true. in yep. the fourth quarter all And interest the time. rates are kind of creeping up a little bit. They and are. interest yeah. rates have definitely yeah. crept up. So that's, that's putting a kibosh on the new housing upstarts. I mean, starts, not upstarts. Startups. Startups. That's what I'm trying to That's say. Those startups. are the words. Um, <laughs> also, yes, the, the the stock market has dropped a bit in the last week. It's because of the European markets, though. We are reacting to the European markets and other countries' markets. That's why the stock market is down. I don't and, even and, invest in the stock market. And interest rates. Interest rates does affect it. That's yeah. absolutely true. Yeah. But they're what? What are they up to now? 4.7? Yeah. Yeah, so they're not psychotic. No, they're not crazy. Well, remember when I first met I you, Kathy? Remember when they were nine? Interest rates were 18 when yeah. I met her. I remember yeah. when they were nine. I, re- I, remember, I remember when I was graduating from high school telling my father I would never be able to afford a house as long as I lived no. because interest rates are, were so psychotic. My first okay. house, I okay. it was 9%. Okay, let's back off that story almost, because basically almost people, better to rent. people know I'm seven years older, eight years older than Catherine. Mm-hmm. I told a story about interest rates being up when I met her, and she goes, yeah, back when I was like a junior in high school. Yeah, thanks, honey. I get it all the time. I did not meet Catherine when she was a junior Me and Nancy are 15 years apart, so I get it all the time. Uh, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Dave and I are 14, so. 14. 
Yeah, it was funny. We were, we saw Bohemian Rhapsody last night. <gasps> oh, you did? I'm not gonna. Christ. I'm not gonna say nothing. I can't really talk. It was all I'm gonna say. It's phenomenal. I, it, I was blown away. Oh my gosh! It hasn't. I went it has. to a movie. It comes screen. out on the second. Um, yeah. I'm so excited. But uh, he was talking. We were laying in bed last night. And he's like, "Yeah, I remember uh, watching Live Aid." Uh, live at my house and then I went over to my girlfriend's house at the time and I think that's when Queen came on I'm like yeah I remember watching it I was like four years old I was at Live Aid oh were you oh yeah that was a phenomenal concert but and Queen is the number one band you remember seeing well not for me but but I mean, like yeah. when you think of Live Aid, you think of Freddie Mercury and Queen's is. performance because it was so good. I will never yeah, understand. For me, it was Priest. Hofford oh, killed it, Jesus man. Priest. Hofford was in his heyday. Phenomenal. He was commanding. That was Phenomenal. your. That was your mother's swear. He was just Judas he commanded. Priest. He just commanded everybody there. That that was an, one of the best performances ever of Priest. Look up, pull up Judas Priest Live Aid. Philadelphia. It's and on YouTube. They... The whole entire concert's on YouTube of Just a Priest, and it's phenomenal. It's true. And why? My mother did when she swore she would go Judas Priest. Yes, that's where the, na- where the name where, came from. I know, but what does it mean? Jesus Christ, Judas Priest. Oh, it's just a similar thing without uh, saying it. I guess. Well, I thought it wasn't a Judas. Yeah, Judas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's yeah. one who betrayed but Jesus. Why, why yeah. priest though? Well, he was a high priest. He was. I believe so. I he Judas was just was. enough. He was one of the top of. Are the apostles. Po- the apostles all priests? Well, How does that work? Probably. Yeah. And yeah. then the band subliminally... They were the first priests. <laughs> they weren't actually priests at the time, consider them priests now. We guys, you guys just got trumped, no, by the way. Not. Joe from Louisville said that he's 17 years older than Melanie. Uh, <laughs> so he's got everybody beat. Dan's four and a half years older than me, and he acts like it's two decades. No, nah, well, that's true. <laughs> Although the best of all time was Anna Nicole Smith. Yeah. She was, what, like 25, and her husband was, that's like, a sad, 94? A, that's a sad story. That was a terribly sad story. She was story. a really nice girl. She was probably dumb, though. I I'm just want to make beautiful yeah. music. Oh, I think, I think the industry sad. destroyed her. Really? It did. I really do. It did. I think, she, I think she was a nice person in the beginning, and I think the industry just crushed her. I think you are correct, I think she was sir. probably not super intelligent. So <laughs> no. She kind of just went with but, but whatever. But who in the industry is? Oh, there are some very smart people, but I mean, Uh, cunning, cunning people. Well, she had backstabbers. (laughs) (laughs) She had a rough life, and didn't her like stepdad? Oh yeah, she had terrible. She had terrible. She was the epitome of trailer park trash. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, but she got out of it, only to have the industry destroy her. Yeah, pretty much true. She she failed out of her freshman year in high school. So whoops. Yeah. So there's well, that, that could be emotional be, reasons yeah, not showing too. up because her dad was a yeah. Rapist. Today she was like the top Stepped selling up. playmate ever in history yeah, for was. like four times mm. in a row. Yep. Good for her. I had her on a couple of times <laughs> on the morning show. Congratulations. She was on the morning show a couple of times. She was not a good interview. Uh, she wasn't. I can't no. imagine. It was like this basically. Hello, Anna Nicole. What? <laughs> <laughs> She was always high. It's kind of a sad It's pretty sad. Son, you know, the deal with her son. I don't really know much about it. It's a sad, sad story. Oh, yeah. No, he OD'd. Oh, yeah, right in the hospital when she had 
Yeah. Uh, Danny Lynn. Yeah. yeah, her son O'Deed, right? Them you know her daughter's oh name. God. I don't know why I retain that. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I just We're going to ask Cassie Danny to get out. No. <laughs> and, and what's his name? Took custody of her and still and take care of her. Howard K. Stern. No. Uh, no, the other guy. Oh, the other the guy? dad. Yeah. God, what's his the name? Boyfriend. I thought it was Howard K. Stern. He dropped out. He just dropped out of show business, the limelight, everything. Oh, did he? <laughs> L.A. Nick's got to go because yeah, he's, a, go. he's a businessman. Let me just put it that Doing way. Business. Yeah, he's got to do business. business. We Take will be us. right back, Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority's also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand-new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Andy's voice cracked. Ripe old age of 32. I almost didn't crack. Isn't that what that was? You gave me pause go. by saying that I was playing uh, Dragon yeah. Death. Dragon Death, yeah. <laughs> the well-known game. Hey, Dragon be. Death. So, Mom and Dad, when are you going to come watch the kids so I, Dan and I can go see Bohemian Rhapsody? Well, we do like three, four days a week now, so what's okay. the difference? <laughs> you don't. Pick a day, any day. Pick a day, any day we're there. You, you know. do not. How did Fawn do with you much? leaving her today? Uh, I put her down for a nap. Rip. I was going to say, I felt a rip. Mm. Dang it. Um, I put her down for a nap, and I was like, Nikki's here. I'm going to go to work. She'll be here when you wake up, and then I'll come back, and we'll go for a walk, and she... Went down for a nap. Oh, okay. Hopefully she doesn't wake up from her nap like, where's my mom? Yeah, I have a question for you. Is your question, yeah. say, uh, William, how's your book doing? Say, no, it's M. William M. Phil. M. William, oh get it right, Andy. What are you doing over there? Come on, man. That's all I have to say What's to up? you. M. William Phelps, how are you? Good. How you guys doing? Sounds like you're having fun. We are having we are having some fun, except for we're just talking about. In I don't know. Okay. <laughs> we we're know talking about who no, knows M, what we're talking. Look, we're going to be talking. Me. We're going to be talking to. Uh, so should I just call you William or M William? Or M? Uh, call me Matthew. The the M stands for Matthew. So mm. call me Matthew. Okay. We can do that. M William Phelps. Well, Matthew the. Phelps. Uh, one of the first default Google searches for you is first name, so 
Now the world knows. <laughs> yeah, there you go. People want to know your first name, apparently. Was Matthew Phelps the guy that was yeah. in... Uh, uh, oh, what was the name of that show? Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Yes. That was Matthew Phelps, wasn't it? Um, that's Mr. Phelps. They just, I think oh, it was just Mr. Phelps? Phelps? And it was some M thing. I think so. <laughs> Jim Phelps. Yeah. So yeah. no. Yeah, exactly. Dangerous yeah. Ground, my friendship with a serial killer. Got uh -oh. the <laughs> My wife just goes, uh-oh, Matthew. <laughs> uh-uh. What are you doing? Uh, we want to hear all about your book. Dangerous Ground, my friendship with a serial killer. So, yeah. Uh, friendship should be in quotes, although they didn't put any quotes on the book. But, no. um uh, that the book really uh, stems from it wasn't intended to write that book. Uh, uh, I had a show on Investigation Discovery called Dark Minds for yeah, yep. three years. Yep. And, and on that series, I had a uh, person on the phone, a serial killer. His name, his code name, if you will, that ID gave him was Raven. And nobody knew who he was. And he gave me advice on the cold cases I was looking at on the person, you know, profile on the person. Really? And, yeah, so he would call, you know, from prison, and we'd, I'd, I'd send him research on the case for that week's episode, and we'd discuss it, uh, and then he would say, I bet this killer is like this, and he would, you know, do this, and kind of like, um, I don't know, Phil Sims from the Giants uh, uh, doing football on Sundays. You know, right, he's a quarterback, right. so he knows how quarterbacks think. Same idea. Or Silence of the Lambs, basically, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, uh, so I I used him for three seasons, and uh, lots of people were saying he was a, a reality TV fabrication, that oh, he wasn't yeah. real, and lots of, well, lots of people were asking who he was and blah, blah, blah. So... After the show ended, um, I continued interviewing him. So I interviewed him for three years during the show, and then after the show ended, I continued my interviews with him. And we would talk um, three, four times a week. He, he, over the course of the seven years that I've known him, he's written me about 8,000 pages of letters. Uh, I have dozens of hours of Skype. Uh, conversations with him uh, and hundreds and hundreds of hours of audio. Um, so I decided to write a book because as as I began the process, it didn't seem that, I mean, by then I had written 35, 36 books. So uh, it didn't seem like a big deal to me when I began it. But boy, when I when it was over, it was uh, psychologically speaking, it kind of it kind of uh, it, it kind of broke me. Um, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, just having that, and, much, and, that much time with a psychopath has got to take its toll on you. I would think. Yeah, I mean, I asked him all the questions everybody wants to know. You know, so that's all in the book. I I looked at a lot of his cases. He has several cases that are Jane Doe victims, and uh, they're still unidentified. Mm. So one of my goals was to try to identify some of these women, and and actually. The book is a is kind of a prologue to a uh, feature documentary, a four part documentary that I'm just going to be starting to shoot soon with Joe Berlinger, uh, oh, yeah. who did Paradise Lost and a couple others. Yeah, and so uh, and and my goal in the documentary is to solve those cases that I profiled, you know, and looked at in the book is, to, is to is to identify these women. 
How did you get connected with him in the first place? Raven, did somebody point Raven out to you? Did he reach out to you? How did you get to know Raven? Well, I had a list of about five serial killers that I was kind of, uh, three of them I was talking to already. I was corresponding with via letters and two others I was real interested in starting to talk to. And so I kind of, I hate to use the word interview, but I kind of went through and spoke to five different serial killers and kind of picked the most talkative one, the most open one for the show, because I needed someone who wasn't afraid to, to say it how it was, you know? Um, and I ended up with uh, Keith Jesperson, Happy Face Killer. Uh, that's who the oh, Angus yeah. Brown is about. And yeah. that's, who, that's who Raven is, yeah, Happy Face. Do so, any, uh, I did, go ahead. Do any I'm of these sorry. people sort of start making sense? Well, I, not sense, but I mean, like, why they're the way they are? Or, I mean, because it seems like psychologically everybody wants to figure out why serial killers are the way they are. They want to look at some background or some trauma or something. And it, it seems like there really isn't a reason. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I outlined that entire question in the book. That's a the, that's kind of a theme throughout the whole book. And, and I kind of answered that question. I mean, that okay. question is easily answerable. Oh. Uh, it's, it's, it's an hour long lecture, but I'll, I'll do it in so. <laughs> Encapsulate uh, it, please. Yeah, there you uh, go. Uh, uh, the, the bottom line with a serial killer is this, and I've written now seven, eight books about serial killers, and I've interviewed scores of serial killers. So the bottom line is you're born a psychopath. So what that means is this, is you're born, uh, and this has been proven with hundreds and hundreds of brain scans by uh, Dr. Adrian Rain in England, that psychopaths are born. So you're born without empathy, you're born without love, you're born without that, the, that, that piece of your brain where we all have, you know, empathy for people and we, we care about people. Right. So does that make you a serial killer? Absolutely not. Um, does that set up the foundation for you to later become one? Absolutely, because sure. now we need now we need to inject nature and uh, nurture uh, nurturing into this. So, so maybe this person is born that way, and then they grow up in a violent home, and there's alcoholism, and there's there's sexual abuse, and there's physical yeah. abuse, yeah. And, and and there's all this stuff swirling around, and and then they been, themselves become uh, an addict of some sort, and. So there's there's lots of wires that need to really cross okay. in order to and connect in order for a uh, person to become a serial killer. That's why it's so very 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 rare. One of but, the most you know that's it in a nutshell. One of the most famous cases of um, the literal making of a psychopath was uh, Phineas Gage, uh, who was, he was a dynamiter. And he accidentally blew a steel rod clear through his brain. Oh, oh God. And as soon as he did that, he turned into a textbook psychopath. Really? Because it just destroyed... There's, there's literally like an empathy center of the brain, and that rod just destroyed right. it. Right. And right. there you go. All of a sudden, psychopath. That's, so it's, huh. it's definitely that, not... Um, I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. 
It's not a stretch to think that you can be born without that part of your brain that, or or it's smaller or it's not connected properly or whatever. But but like he was saying, even though you're born a psychopath and you do go through horrible experiences in your life, you don't always turn into... Psychopathy is just... Yeah, a serial killer. It's it's lack of empathy and it's disinhibition, but it's not evil. You can be a benevolent psychopath, technically. There's just not a whole lot of them. Yeah, well, that would I mean, with Jesperson, with Happy Face, you know, I asked them all of those questions, and I and I and I asked them specifically, you know, what are you feeling, you know, before you kill, while you kill, after you kill, uh, all this stuff, and I mean, uh, the answers he gave me were 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 kind of uh, intense. They were shocking in many ways because because he would say to me, "Do you think I want to I want to be like this?" Uh, you know, do you think I, I want to put my hands around a woman and strangle her to death and not care what I'm doing? Right. Do you think I chose that? Um, um, one of the examples he gave me that's really good that I'll align in the book, uh, because I said, Go, give me an example of you not caring. I want, I want an example. He said, you know, my son, my son was like three or four years old, and he's playing with these blocks, and I'm with him on the floor, and he would build the blocks up, and without him knowing, I would knock it down. And uh, he, 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 I did this like four or five times, and he started crying, and he started getting really upset by this. And, and, and Jesperson says, I didn't care. I got a, I got a kick out of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just didn't care. So, so that really explains that to him, you, you know, it, it's just something in him that he doesn't feel, you know, he doesn't feel love, empathy. However, he can turn on the charm. He can do all those different mm-hmm. things that, that really suck you in, you know, and part of it sucked me in. Sure. Now, Matthew, I have to ask you a question. Are you from, are you from Rhode Island? I am from um, Connecticut. Oh, from Connecticut. Well, I just, you know, I, I, yeah. I know you worked at the Providence Journal and you worked at the Connecticut Magazine, the Hartford Current, all these places. So at the end of the interview, I'll leave uh, 30 seconds to a minute so you can tell us how wonderful your baseball team is. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm in just obviously enjoying this uh, <laughs> season. I mean, the, 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 whole, se- the whole season has been tremendous. It I has. Mean, it's true. This is just... I mean, I mean, this is like uh, being a lifelong Red Sox fan. This is like, oh my God, you know. I mean, the whole team gels. So I am definitely enjoying this ride. Hell yeah! See, I knew I, <laughs> I, I had to give him time for his team. Yeah. You know what really upsets me, uh, Matthew? And I'm, I'm we'll take we'll take the minute here instead of at the end. Um, I got up this morning, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and I. I look at the news sites, see what's going on. <clears throat> not one word about the game last night in the Star Tribune. Really? I could not find wow. anything what? about it. Baseball used to rule America, and now their publications don't even care about it. What is that? Wow. America's game. I mean, it's the World Series, regardless who's in it. Yeah, right. exactly. It's the World Series. I had to have hmm. my, uh, my sports guy tell me, uh, because, you know, I go to bed at 8 o'clock at night, so I didn't get a chance to watch a game or anything. Uh, and I looked for, well, and I thought, well, they must not have played the game. There's nothing in here. And he lets me know that, uh, no, it was a great game. Three, you know, the whole deal. What, 8-4 final, right? 8-4 final, but it was, you know, 
it was five four for the long. It was going right, back and forth, right. you know, two two one three two four three, and then Nunez hit a hit a three run mm-hmm. homer, just put nice. it to bed. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So now, uh, how yeah. do, you, do you think? Uh, my my other guess was that you were Catholic. Are you Catholic? Yes, I am. And and why 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 is that your other guess? <laughs> because I tell you, because I am. I I was raised in a Catholic home, and my family talked about serial killers all the time. Oh yeah, that was Thanksgiving was like, chatter. I'm, I'm like, serious. what's wrong with these people? Matthew, <laughs> Matthew, my Christmas. Catholic family, all they ever did was talk about serial killers. <laughs> Do you think there's something about? You know, you, you, Go ahead. I'm no, you, you go ahead, sir. You, all the time in the world. I, um, I, what's funny about that is is uh, a good part of this book is about how, you know, I was like, a, leading up to this, I was like, for 10, 12 years, I was like a daily mass attendee. And yeah. then I start yep. getting into this, and, and I, re- I really start to lose my faith. I lost my faith in this process of, with Jesperson, and just now it's starting to come back. I'm starting to... I'm starting to Go back and, and trying to trying to really rebuild it because uh, like well, when I said he broke me, I mean he took everything from me. I mean, yeah, uh, my health, everything. I ended up in the hospital, everything. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm Catholic. That is a magnificent yeah. part of this whole. Uh, that, that's what I love about interviewing people because you and I have never met, but I was listening to you talk, right. and and your accent was either you know Connecticut, Rhode Island, one of those areas. Definitely a Red Sox fan. I knew that, but the other part is the way you talk is. We do, we Catholics do have a certain way of talking about things. And I went, oh, you know what? I think Matthew's Catholic. It's very, very cool, though. It's, it's, it's magnificent. We have to have you back on again, Matthew. You're a terrific interview. Yeah, anytime. Just, just give me a holler. Be, be happy to come out. You're a good man. Thank you, Matthew. M. William All right, Phelps. thank you. Have a good day. Dangerous okay. Ground, the name of the book, ladies and gentlemen. It is true, though. I can usually tell, like I ask people all the time, are you Catholic? Are you Jewish? Mm-hmm. We do have cultures. Sure. I mean, we are not Absolutely. all just American. We do have our separate cultures. There's no question about that. We will talk to you later. Tom Bernard, you.